Episode 70. I'm so excited about this episode. I've been trying to get this episode done for a long time, and I finally found uh, two lovely ladies to talk about living with their parents or in-laws, Kathy and Rebecca. Kathy lives with her mother-in-law, or her mother-in-law lives with Kathy, I guess, and Rebecca's mother lives with her and her family. And um, I can't imagine living in a multi-generational home. I think it it comes with a lot of gifts and a lot of challenges. So we suss it out. And uh, I learned a lot from this podcast. I've had several people ask me to podcast about this subject. So I hope uh, I hope you enjoy it as much as I have. And uh, thanks for showing up every week to give us a listen. Please share this if you know someone who could use the uh, the conversation. Because, uh, you know, it's great to know that you're not alone. So if you know anybody going through this or about to go through this or just finished up living with an in-law or a parent, maybe pass it on. Thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy. I rode my bicycle past your window last night. I roller skated to your door at daylight. It almost seems like you're avoiding me. I'm okay alone, but you got something I need. Well, I got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. I think that we should. We're talking about our teams at school and how Kathy's a frequent guest because she's on my team. We're good teammates. We are a good team. We're a good. So, team. what did you guys used to plan at? What do we? What do we? What? What did you guys used to plan together at? I remember you. You were doing World Fair stuff also, but what? Like, what committee were you on, or were you just kind of like many hat wearing person? <laughs> That's kind of the only <laughs> place, right? Yeah. Both the only place. Um, at- Go ahead, Kathy. Sorry. No. Go um, ahead. The only was, place we teamed at was the fair, the mm-hmm. World Fair. Okay. So we were both on volunteers, but we had different roles. Yeah. Right. But your girls are in Girl Scouts Which, together. Yeah. Yes. And we're Girl Scout leaders oh, together. Amazing. So that's so lovely. <laughs> it has been a really lovely experience <laughs> yes. with Kathy Fromkin. It's been yeah. really great. It's been eight I've, years. I've only had good years. experiences yeah. with Kathy Fromkin. <laughs> I know. It's hard to have a bad experience with her. <laughs> Although if you piss her off, she may tell you to go fuck yourself. I might. <laughs> I can't wait for that to happen because that, that would be always happen. an honor to see because I haven't seen her in that state. It's so not pretty. It's, it's happened. not pretty. It's not. It's, it's definitely not one of my finer it's moments. It's one of my favorites. Kathy Fromkin drunk. Oh Kathy Fromkin drunk is one of my favorites. Oh my God. Can she you gets real mouthy. Let me know when this is happening. Oh, it's the best. I think I'd like to be there. She gets really yuck, yuck, jokey. Like she starts yuck, yucking around and she gets all loose. It's really fun. I think I've seen it twice. Sticking a coffee. Well, <laughs> it's, my, it's one of my favorite things. Sandy and I talk about it. We're like, 
let's just try to get her drunk because she's so much fun. I mean, you're fun when you're not drunk, but when you are drunk, there's this like looseness and loose lipness that's yes. really awesome. No, I know that I know that it's there. I can tell that it's there, and that's why I like Kathy so much because I mean, first, what are we talking about today? This is so uncomfortable. What's happened? Kathy Love Fest. It's Love Fest. Salty today, Kathy. <laughs> oh, we brought you here for an intervention. Okay, good. You yeah. need to have Stop more fun. Fuck you. <laughs> Go fuck yourself or fuck you. Was it fuck you or go fuck yourself? Yes, it was neither. (laughs) It was both combined. It was fuck you. (laughs) Um, Was this on school grounds? No. No. Okay. No, but it was, it was, it was related. It was sort of, yeah. It was not. It was one of those things where you think you send an email with certain people on the email and other people were on the email Mm. that weren't supposed to be. Whoopsie daisy. Uh huh. We've all done stuff like that. I've done it myself. Absolutely. I've done it in text. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've done it in an email. Lost a friend over it. Oh, shit. Yep. Lost mm-hmm. a friend over it. I had a friend that was a real head case, but I loved her. I embraced the head case. Uh, yeah. But she asked me for like a plumber's phone number. And I had emailed the plumber and said, just so you know, she's kind of a head case. And she was on it. <laughs> and, I was, and she was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Well, you are kind of a head case. And hey. then it was over. No more right. friends. Right. The- Right. But the truth came out. And isn't that sort of liberating? It was sort of liberating because she was uh, she was a really good person that was very exhausting. Sure. You know what I mean? Her intentions were really good. Right. Always a really lovely intended person. But she just had a lot of baggage, man. And so she was really trying for me. Yeah. Um, So it was kind of liberating, but I felt terrible. I mean, I still feel terrible about it because who wants to hear that? Nobody wants to hear that when, you know, that's just a shitty way to receive information. Yeah. Would have been much better if I had been able to say, you know what, I need a break or. Wouldn't it be awesome if you knew for sure that she was like, oh my God. I have been a head case. This is the greatest gift anyone has ever given me. Leanne oh, that Kreischer. Happen, no. <laughs> no, that for sure. But we can pretend and believe that and then be cool. Yeah, right? I don't know. <laughs> I still feel really, really bad. I do feel bad about that. Um, and, I, you know, I don't know. She's happy. She's looks happy on her Facebook and stuff. Oh, so. great. So you're at least Facebook friends. You can oh, kind of check in so, on her. Well, I don't, but Bert does. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. I'm not. have no Bert access. Bert does for you. Bert's mm-hmm. taking this on. Well, Bert checks in on the husband because the we were like couple friends. Oh, cool. This uh-huh. is before we moved to the Valley. Okay. And he and the the uh, husband got along so great. And he was so bummed because I, I fucked it up for everybody. <laughs> just totally screwed the pooch so he lost a friend too because of course he has to stick by his wife sure so oh well and they can't get together otherwise secretly Mm -mm. (laughs) not with that wife (laughs) nope got it those ever found out oh decapitation everybody's gonna have hell to pay yeah 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 so why did i bring you guys here today what are we talking about for reals for reals for reals I um who lives with you? My mother lives with me. My mother lives with me. <laughs> and how old is your mom? She's 80 recently. She's 80? 80? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And who is lives that with younger? you? Is that super old or uh, how do you Well, my dad is I assume we're about the same age. I'm, I'm I'll be 49 this year. Okay. And my dad is um 70. Mm. So see, I think your dad's young, and it, my dad is young, yeah. but that's my point of reference. So right. I always go eighty, yeah. really? I know, like another ten years. I know right. my this shit. Everybody <laughs> I grew up with has my age group parents, right? They're all the same age as my dad. So I forget that people had 
children later in life like me. <laughs> you know, I'll be 80 when my kids are this old, at least, or older. So your 80-year-old mother lives with you, and who lives with you? My mother-in-law, who is 77. 77. She just turned 77. Yep. So. so I've actually had a lot of yep. people request that I talk about this subject because mm-hmm. a lot of people live with a, a mother or an in-law, a multi-generational household. And for some people, it works great. And for some people, it's really hard. And the people I'm hearing from are the people who are having a hard time. Sure. Um, so I, I don't live with my in-laws or my dad. I would kill either or both of them. <laughs> and they would probably kill me if I lived with them, all of them. So what's it like? What's the positive? Give me the positive first. You want good news first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, good news. So, how, wait, your mom's only been living with you for like six, seven months? Um, Yes. Right. And yeah. then last year in 2018, she lived with us from February uh, to May. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lived with your sister? And then lived with my sister and that didn't work out so hot. Oh, right. no. And then came back. Wait, why didn't right. it work out? <laughs> what happened? So much for the good stuff first. Did, you, did your sister say, <laughs> fuck you? <laughs> dive right in. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever uh, you're comfortable I, talking about. Don't talk about anything you're not comfortable talking about. Dudes, but. you will not find uh, much that I am uncomfortable talking about. Okay. Um, I, m- my mother went to live with... My sister and her husband has some heart issues, um, and uh, but they were willing to take this on. It had actually been the plan for a long time that mom was going to go live with my sister in Texas. She has uh, another room. Um, my sister and I here uh, were living in apartments. Uh, I don't anymore, thank goodness. That's okay. I'm nothing against people who live in apartments <laughs> it was just it was really tight yeah like all four of us in a two-bedroom apartment yeah that's a lot um and then we got a fucking dog <laughs> oh god <laughs> what were you thinking we were four people in a, i in a wasn't thinking i let everybody say yes and i went along with it because it was just i guess as my husband put it like we're improvisers we're gonna say yes to things right now let's say yes to more in the world i'm like okay all right yes but i knew i was gonna have be the one to be taken care of it yeah anyway so um after a while like from the beginning it seemed like it was really stressful to have for for my sister for my mom to be living there of course it it is it's a big adjustment for my mom it's a big adjustment for my sister um my mom has senile dementia um so she's like in the beginnings of that and then mixed in with her personality of like being generally paranoid that people are taking things from her and for and then the memory issue, it's all it all just kind of gets blurred together, and you don't know what is the dementia and what's just her fucking around, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, not consciously, her fucking around isn't conscious, but the it's like the I guess the the stress that goes along with her, with her uh, um, being manipulative, I think un consciously i don't think she's got the awareness that she is manipulating us when she's suspicious of us taking her things and losing them and then we have to have this kind of like stressful couple hours or however long it 
it takes to find the item she's missing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and go through that because all the while she's not taking responsibility that she um, misplaced something. She's like, eh, I don't, it's incredible. I just, don't, I said it right here. <laughs> and then it disappeared. <laughs> And she'll go through that cycle so many fucking times. Oh my gosh. Um. So, I mean, I get it. It's hard for my sister to live with her. And then like she, with dementia, sometimes hygiene goes a little bit down the drain. So mom wasn't being that sanitary in their house. And, um, and then some fucking accidents happened like in the bathroom, in the laundry room. Oh boy. Accidents like what? Like she spilled stuff or like she shit? Like she shit, Leanne. Oh, that's so hard. And um, things weren't happening like that when she lived with us in the apartment or like with me, between me and my sister. Um, But we would notice, you know, toilet paper or maybe the side of the bowl, mark or two, you know, maybe a cloudy uh, toilet handle flusher thing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know when it just doesn't have that shine anymore, right? And it's kind of it kind of gets dull. Looking. Yeah, you something's know going something's on been there. on it. <laughs> so you have two. You you have one sister here and one in Texas. There's yes. three of you. Okay. Yes, got it. Positive is as uh, positive is I have my sister here, um, who's able to help me out um, and take her sometimes. You know, here and there. So I, I'll take what I can get. Yeah, because she works too. She has three kids. Um, How old are your kids? Twelve and seven, and seven. About to be he... eight, and I mean, yeah, thirteen and eight in yeah. a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was that much younger. Yeah, five years. Okay, I was not ready. I was not ready when Ruby was younger. <laughs> I know, like, <laughs> uh, not till three, and then or at past three, and I was like, for sure, four, and then it just didn't happen until she. Yeah, she yeah. was like in the middle of her fourth year, or whatever. Right, right. Okay, so she's she lived with you first mm-hmm. and then moved to Texas. Yeah. And that fell apart. And that then she came back. Yeah, it fell apart. Um my mom's uh savings was was kind of going and I I gave my sister my mom's budget cuz I also I look after my mother's finances and make sure that she's you know not overspending or whatever. And um there there wasn't any reason for them to be touching um, the savings because she didn't have rent anymore. She was living at my sister's. Um, I canceled, I paid, we paid off credit cards, all that was done. So she had a budget and um, they were going over budget, um, letting my mom, it's not like they were, they were um, trying to take money, but they were just letting her spend uh, too much, uh. going over budget too much, not being aware of it. And then, uh, like, when I came to ask them, hey, uh, she doesn't have any rent um, or these bills are gone. Uh, this is how much. Oh, I also asked her before because, like, I see that there was, like, over 200 bucks spent in just eating out uh, a few times. Um, and that just didn't include little trips to McDonald's here and there that she likes to do. And... Uh, uh, anyway, so I warned my sister. I was like, hey, you better watch out. Please be more conservative because you're going over. Right. Um, and then a few months later, it like had dropped some more. 
And maybe I should have been on top of that shit all the time. But I expected my sister. That's why we laid out. I laid out for her. Yeah. Money wise, what was to happen. Um, And I asked them together, like had my sister and my brother-in-law like in a text. And because I asked that, ooh, shit hit the fan. Why? Because I was like, they thought I was accusing them Mm -hmm. of, of like taking money from my mom. Um, I know that they had they had like a thousand bucks um, for Molly made to come and clean their house that my mom paid for because of these a thousand a- bucks what apparent accidents a month or no no one time cleaning they cl- had the whole cl- house cleaned or whatever because my mom <laughs> had an accident in some or a couple areas and I made one snarky remark that I do regret because I didn't need to but I was like a thousand dollars to clean the house I was questioning this this one time thing. Um, and I said, I was like, did she shit at yours and at the neighbors? Right. And that, <laughs> um, that they clung to, oh. uh, they clung to uh, so tightly and used it against me. Oh. And it was a full on motherfucking attack. No way. Um, hey, and I'm trying to stay, you know, I know that there are two sides to every story. They, they felt like they were attacked. So they, really bombed me it was like you know you know bomb pearl harbor and then nagasaki right like okay i may have dropped a pearl harbor and it really wasn't a pearl harbor right but <laughs> well you'd like to think levity is what gets you through the right. these times as siblings did i get nagasaki right did it was it yeah r- yeah okay yeah. thank you or you're just, human. Um, either one i like history but um yeah, uh, I think I would think levity would be what would keep you together as siblings to go like I when you were saying, did you shit at the neighbor's house, too? I was thinking, fuck, I'll I'll clean their house for a thousand dollars. I mean, that's a lot. How big is their house? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I know it's Texas and everything's bigger, but yeah. But it's come not, on. Like, yeah. No, the house isn't isn't that much bigger than this. You know, so it was. Uh, I didn't see how thousand bucks was, but okay. If that's, I even accept. I was like, if that's how much it costs and that's how much it costs. But I want to know like this, this spending, like this hundred bucks here, hundred bucks there, 300 for, for whatever. It can't happen anymore. I'm letting you know that this can't happen. And they, and, and then yeah, shit. My mother's shit hit the fan. Oh my God. Uh, So So um, then, then, then they kicked her out. And they're like, they put her on a plane about four days later. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. So did I forget to mention that? That's terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's terrible for everybody because that's very really yeah. unfair to you to just send. I mean, was there any conversation about that? Or that, did she just say that, like, I said, flight lands I, sa- I said, um, because of all the stress that they, they were having and all the, um, the stress that was coming at me from afar about like, this is happening and then this is happening, all these things strung together. I was like, this seemed like it was doomed from the start. You guys are, um, I didn't feel that they were fit to be uh, taking care of her. Uh, they have a lot of issues, uh, physical and uh, and I believe mental. And if they think I'm putting them on blast right now for some reason, they hear it. This is my truth, and I'm going to speak it motherfucking loud and clear. Right. Uh, so, um, well, they clearly maybe have some financial issues if they can't stick to a very simple uh, that's budget. That's perhaps right. too. And I'm feeling for them at that. Like I respect that people have issues, but mm. it's like when when there's 
um, such destructive language that comes back at me for for asking uh, like simple questions about this stuff. I was like, I am not taking any more of this. Are you the oldest? I'm like, the youngest. How are you by default? You're the youngest? The person, how did you by default get to be the one in charge of this? That's one of the questions my close friends ask me all the time. How did you become the one to take on all of this? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we moved from Chicago um, three years ago. And um, something in me told me like before we moved, I was like, you know, I, I'm going to be getting more involved in my family's, my family matters. Like we've been away in Chicago for, I've been away from Vegas for so long. That's where I, I grew up. And um, just being in the Southwest again is going to bring me closer to family troubles. Um, family troubles. No, well, not troubles. It was more like just I, I was happy to be close to my sister that lives here. Yeah. So just family matters. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it is. Right. I, I, I thought it was going to be great to go and see my mom. And it was. And I visited her several times before she. Was she um, in Vegas? Yeah, okay. she was still living in Vegas by herself and really liked her like independent life. And she was like a um, a, a teacher's like grandmotherly figure aide at an elementary school was like living a great like solid life. But her memory was started to go and she wasn't remembering when she was taking medications. Uh. And then I, I noticed that um, when we went to spend Thanksgiving with her in um, Thanksgiving 2017 that I was like, oh no, this is, she's got mail stacked here for days and um, her her place smells uh, terrible. Mm. Um, things haven't been washed and it's like, this is like, it's almost, it's like on the way to hoarding. Oh, something's changed. Something's changed. Yeah. And so I went through all of her mail. Like I started going monthly to help her run errands and then she um, uh, fainted because she wasn't remembering how much medication she was taking. She over-medicated on her blood thinner oh, oh. and she fainted and hit, had a head injury on oh. the coffee table. With too much blood thinner. Which, yeah. With too much. That's really scary. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, um, I might be skipping some parts that involved my other sister too, but uh, my sister went down there and then I went, I was going back and forth and I was like, she can't, th- I mean, this is it. She cannot live by herself anymore. And, uh, my sister was working at the time. So I was the one going back and forth and, you know, being there at the hospital, staying a few days, coming back. And, and then she was transferred to the rehab facility. Um, I was there too. And I picked her up because I, I guess to answer your question is because I wasn't working yeah, because I, time. because I had you the time. Yeah. Do because I want to right. be working? And you had a husband who could yeah. deal with the kids. I and, had a yeah. husband, and like he's so supportive, I wouldn't be able to get through this without him. Charlie yeah. McCracken. <laughs> yeah, I got to yeah. say that because he is amazing. That's great. Yeah. Um. So you you got it by default. You got this job by default. Sort it of. wasn't like, hey, yeah, everybody like pointing finger. It was just right. like this shit needs to get done. I'm gonna do it. There's no question. I'm the fastest that can get there. I'm not going to complain. I'm very reliable. I mean, these are strengths of mine. Right. So it's like, I'm going to use them. And of course, it's mom. How would I not? So it's like, uh, yeah, that's a long, long answer. But a good one. Because now we understand how you got from A to B, right? Right, right, right. Um, Because... 
I wonder how how that happens, what the progression is like. What was your progression like, Kathy? Yeah. I mean, I've only known you with Lenore. Yes. So I don't so, know how Lenore, I mean, uh, I, I think I do, but. Lenore, uh, my mother-in-law, has lived with us for 12 years now. Holy, you are a saint. It has been a saint, really, saintly. really long time. Um, so uh, my father-in-law, Stephen's dad, passed away 25 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Um, I didn't realize she lived on her own for that long. Yeah. So he passed away in 94. Um, I was a senior in college. Stephen was still a junior in college. Like we were such babies back then. Um, and he, yeah, I mean, uh, like she was essentially on her own. She had a business to run that was essentially her husband's, but she had to take over. Um, and she was just living on her own for a while. And I knew way back then, Stephen had said basically like, I have to take care of my mom. Like it was just like, I'm going to someday, I'm going to take care of my mom. Like his need, his desire, his want, I'm not sure, but that has always been like well before we were married. And um, he has so a sister. This was, he has a sister, an older sister who's also in Texas randomly. Um, but he was the one who was just like, I've got to take care of mom. Right. Like duty, I don't know. That's just what he wanted to have happen. Um so eventually, you know, like a million years later, we moved out here. Um, Uh-oh. Hold on. Oh. Hi, babe. I'm sorry. Hi. Hi there. What's up? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Good. This is Rebecca. You look fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bert. How you doing? I'm Rebecca. Does Yeah, probably. If you could leave one here, that'd be great. <laughs> I, I don't want any donuts, but you go ahead. That's very nice. You didn't bring, did you bring these? I mean... Did you bring these for us? No, I just did a podcast with my fat best friend. <laughs> these are really good donuts, actually. Like, these are the best. They're voted the like top five donuts in oh, LA. I'm going to bring the rest to Isla. Do you want one? Is Isla the rest away? to Isla. Wait, is she sick? Yeah, she's homesick. Oh, oh buddy. That yeah. stinks. I didn't know you guys were uh, yeah. projecting. I'll, I'll you let forgot. you go. Thank you, Bert. Thanks, babe. You sound better. Uh, I'm clearing up a little bit. I feel much better. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. Bye, babe. I'll talk to you guys later. Okay. Bye. bye. It went great, by the way. Good, good. I'm glad it went great. I knew it would. Uh, high maintenance, that guy. Sorry it interrupted. No, no, it's okay. Your path. Oh, yeah. You were uh, saying, well, my question is, oh, right. how did she get from, where were you, Boston? She was in Connecticut. Connecticut. Um, I think, uh, yeah, that's a really good question. Why did she come when she came 12 years ago? Yeah. I think... Um, I think honestly, we were older and wiser. Like we had gotten to a place where we were married. We uh, had two children and sort of were just a little more aware of the world. And I think we became aware of the fact that Lenore was not doing very well. Um, financially, okay. she was not doing well in terms of the business. Um, there's a lot of stuff that went down with that. There's a lot of stuff that went down with her house. Um, things were just not going well. And she was unhappy and um, lonely. And Stephen was like, it's time. We need to take care of this. Like Move we around. had been home a couple of times and had noticed some things that were just not, um, you know, Lenore has always been a hoarder, um, but her house was, uh, could possibly have been on, a show like right. it was really really intense um you know they built that house 40 years and she kept everything for 40 right, years right. in that oh house God. like you literally had to crawl over things in the basement oh to my get God. 
But he noticed so. a shift. Same with you. You went to, to Vegas, noticed a shift. Right. And Stephen went home and noticed yeah, a shift. Yeah, it was, it was like a long progression. Yeah. Because this was always who she was. Like there were yeah. always, always papers piled high. She would have to like move papers off the dining room table, like just stacks and stacks of them. Huh. Um, for months, she would have to move them so we could have dinner or whatever. You know, like that was just sort of growing up. So like they don't even really see that as I much see, of an issue. Yeah. Both his sister and... Stephen are like, yeah, that's just how she's always been. Yeah. Um, right. Which it's is interesting. Like, my mom always used to repeat herself, like right. you know, say things over and over and over. And now she is still doing it, but I feel like it's enhanced. <laughs> right. Like it's hard to know like what is really like the personality that's always been there and what is like the decline that's right. currently happening. Cause there's definitively a decline right. since she's moved out here, you know, and whatnot. But it's really hard to know. Mm-hmm. what the difference is yeah and um, like and uh almost like is it pointless or do we have to figure that out like what's what or do we just like i try to accept this is what it is mm-hmm. and and not try to analyze it so much but at the same time it doesn't i'm having a hard time from it uh it's like i have a chronic frustration and i that I have to like work really hard at letting go of when Let me um, know when that happens because I 12 years and can't let go. So I would love to know if you figure that out. I've been listening to a lot of Super Soul Conversations by Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that does help. But so now when she moved here, mm-hmm. you were in an apartment? Yes. Okay. We lived in an apartment um, and randomly um, the apartment two doors down opened up so she moved into her own apartment Amazing. but she was next door to us um and we lived there for about a year and she um you know she came out here at the age of 60 whatever 65 you know she didn't know a s- single person really mm-hmm. we have some extended relatives that she knew but she doesn't know anyone she's not social she doesn't get out there mm-hmm. um my so mom, her entire mom. life was dependent upon us she had dinner with us every single night yeah. for 11 years she has had dinner with us you know what i mean that's a like, lot i mean a lot. that's a lot that's every a lot. night that's a lot it is a lot yes yeah um, i'm still a baby in all this a lot Cassie, um <laughs> i bow down because <laughs> i am still a baby in this yeah, yeah. um Yeah, it was, you know, I think I always think back to like what we could have done differently because it's things are fine, I guess, but they it definitely has not been the smoothest path for any of us. Um, And definitely not for me personally. Um, And I always try to think back like what we could have done differently. And the only thing I come up with is I feel like we should have had conversations that we didn't know we needed to have. Um, You know what I mean? Like the expectations when you take an adult into your home, a parent or whatever, we had a vision, I think, that was never realized or spoken about. Stephen and I never had a conversation about it. And we certainly never had a conversation with her. And I think that was our biggest mistake. Interesting. Mm. I did not realize at that time, and I don't really think Stephen did either, as much as he saw her decline, I don't think we realized at all 
how needy she was and what that was going to entail for us. Like, we, I think we were like, oh my God, how great would it be? Like right. to go back to your first question, what's the good thing? Yeah. My kids have a grandparent yeah. right. that is with them every single flipping day. Like yeah. who gets that? That yeah. doesn't happen in this day and age. No. Right. And that's a right. beautiful relationship that they have. It's yes, a yes. very special time that is really awesome. Like they have a great relationship with her. Did I say that um, in the beginning? That's one of the positive. That's that's my first positive. That number is one positive. Yeah. Hands down the best positive. Yes. My kids have grown up with her, which yeah. is really, really awesome. Very special. You know, it mm-hmm. is very special. Mm-hmm. And, is very special. you know, their other grandparent lives on the East Coast. Like they don't get to see her. They don't have that same relationship. Yeah. It's different. So that is really awesome. But, you know, I think we thought she would just come here and, have a life and be independent. And that was not the reality. And it was very quickly realized that that was not the reality. And then how do you deal with that, the different expectations, but never having that conversation? Yeah. Um, it's been really challenging. What do you, um, do you think you could have that conversation with her now? No. Too late. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely too late. And knowing who she is as a person, mm-hmm. um, no. Yeah. No. She is, uh, I think she's so depressed mm. and she doesn't even realize it. Um, and so lonely. Uh, I think, you know, one of the challenges has been like we actually just had in the fall, like a really big sort of meltdown and things have changed dramatically mm-hmm. um, in the dynamic. And, it is better for me, significantly better for me and significantly worse for her. And I feel like her decline is more rapid mm-hmm. now that she's realized some of the stuff that we were have been saying for a long time, which uh-huh. I feel like shit about. But um, yes, I'm sure that feels really bad. But can I tell you how happy I am for you that it is significantly better? Yes, I know. I still feel massively guilty sure. about it, but not guilty enough to have it go back to the way it was, yeah. which is, again, no. something I feel really guilty about. But so what happened? Did you just set a boundary? Um. Yes, essentially. Yeah. It, there was just, you know, seriously, 11 years of buildup. Like part of the problem is that she does not have boundaries. And because she was so needy and literally didn't have anyone but our family. Right. She was at our dinner table every single night. There was never a night, um, you know, there'd be time where I'd put the kids to bed and Stephen was coming home late. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to have dinner with Stephen. Oh, I'll wait. I'm like, no, no, I want to have dinner with my husband. Like no idea that that might be inappropriate. Right. That we might actually need to have a relationship, you know, like. Yes, there, there the, the, no, that awareness is not there. It's not it's at all. It's not there and with like, my mother either. The phone call, like, you know, we would get up in the morning and go to brunch, the four of us, or go to the beach or whatever, and we would get a crying phone call. How come you didn't include me? Yeah. And I just see my husband crumble, you know, yeah, like yeah. he feels so guilty. But I'm like, I want to be with my kids. I want yeah. the four of us. We're a family. Like, this is, we made this union to be a union. Like, yeah, how yeah. do we not... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and he being very torn with trying to please me and, you know, my kids didn't care one way or the other whether she was there or not, you know, is really about pleasing me or pleasing his mother, you know, and 
him being in an impossible situation. Yeah. It's really, really hard, you know? Yeah. So if you could rewind and have the conversation mm-hmm. now that you have all the knowledge, so someone listening mm-hmm. or even Rebecca who just started, mm-hmm. what's the conversation you would have? What would you, what are the parameters you would set? How would you start it over? If you could start, if you could push rewind and start mm-hmm. over, what would you do differently? I think we would have that conversation. Like, what are your expectations? Like you coming to live here, what do you want out of life? What do you want? What do you expect? Do you want to be with us every day? Do you want to babysit the kids? Do you expect to be with us every day? Do you want to be independent? Do you want to live in our home? Do you want to just live in our back house? Do you want, you you know what I mean? Like, do you want to live, you know, across town? Do you want to live in a retirement community where you, you have tons of people that you can socialize with and we come visit you or you come visit us because you can still drive and all of those kinds of things and be independent? Like, I think we needed to have those kinds of conversations. Well, those are all questions um, you would ask her about her mm-hmm. needs. What would you say about your needs? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good question. I Back then, I didn't know. No, no, no. That if you could rewind now and say it I from, would from say the knowledge that, you have now. For all the babies in the house. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would say that we need our space. Yeah. Like that was hands down the hardest thing is not having any space to be a family. There was no ability for the four of us to be a family. Shit. Everything we did had to include her. Right. Yeah. Um, and she's such a lovely human. She is. Like sure. she's not a bad person she's at all. Lovely, she just yeah. did not understand <laughs> that we needed to be a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly feel like I missed out on having my kids a little bit be yeah. that because she was always there. I um, wonder if you could say something like, we need you to have your own life. We need you we to have find actually said things like that in the past, um, which has, um, <coughs> you know, like the this is the challenging part is she doesn't really <laughs> realize that she doesn't have a life. She doesn't really realize what she's doing. She has, she has very little self-awareness, which is a challenge. And I think that's part of her personality. Same. Um, yeah. And it's, how do you teach somebody self-awareness at the age of 77? Right. You know, I don't know. Um, I've been, had this cold for days. Oh, okay? <laughs> days, sorry. Oh. Um, yes. Oh, thank Aww. you very much. Thank you. Sorry, everybody Halston? listening. Okay. Sorry. Thank Halston? you. Yeah. Like the designer? Yep. Named after the designer? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. That's so sweet. <laughs> Thank you, Halston. Um, sorry, I didn't hear half so, of what you last said. I was trying to control my coughing. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 okay. no. Don't worry about it. Um, uh, I don't know where I left off. Um, I was I saying, I think she has very little self-awareness. So yeah, we have had same. the conversation before about you need to have a life. So, right. And we had this very early on, which resulted in um, my taking her to a Mahjong group so that she could play Mahjong with other women her age, whatever, um, which has helped tremendously Um in that she does actually have this little social network um, where she's like the spring chicken in the group. So I don't know what's going to happen in a few years. I'm a little terrified. Um, but she goes to play Mahjong every Thursday, which is lovely. For how yeah. long? For Except, how long? Uh, you know, they play for like four hours nice. or whatever. Yeah, because that's a long game. It is a long game. And, you know, that's four blessed hours. Right? It is four blessed hours, but it's four in seven days. Right. right. Do you know it's what I mean? Yes. So yes. 
while that is great, it never materialized into anything more than that. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. And, you know, she does have friends within and occasionally because you guys made it happen for or her. whatever. You Correct. guys Because you guys made you know, it happen for her. And she won't ever She's, step out. Right. She's not no. going to go past that four hours. It's going to be like you guys having to find more hours. Yes. Yeah. So volunteering um, at the library hard. or mm-hmm. at a, a and senior I have suggested or, that I was like, why don't you read to kids at the library? Why don't you volunteer at the elementary school? So awesome why don't that? you do and she just can't or won't? I really think fundamentally she's depressed and she mm. won't address it. Mm. Um, have you ever thought about addressing the depression, like medically? We have actually. Stephen has gone to the doctor with her and had a conversation with her doctor about it. A neurologist or a primary ca- or primary okay. care. Um, and nothing has really happened from it. So. So mm, what do you think is you know. the hardest part? The best part is that your your kids have mm-hmm. grandparents. What's another? Well, let's just do this. What's another good thing? Uh, that's an obvious one. I mean, I would yeah. say, duh. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Obviously, they have their grandparents. And, and that is really special because all my kids' grandparents are back east. Mm. Right. Um, what's another positive? <laughs> It's tricky. It's tricky I'm as, sure as, as we're positive. As, um, uh, th- yes, as you could see, there is already a lot of time that's gone by, and I have I'm not have not come up with a second <laughs> positive. <laughs> Seconds have gone by. It's turning into a minute. And I'm yeah, still no, right. Thinking. Still reaching, right. reaching, reaching. Um. Li- okay. Here, when I'm put in boiling water, I I, I do tend to uh. uh uh, bring out uh, it brings out my strengths um, that's been one thing uh, creatively it's it's like shit I um, all right this is the situation that I'm, I'm put in and when I have like uh, things in my life that uh, are hard for me to deal with I go straight um, to making shit up uh, or straight to improvising, talking about it in front of people. It's a crazy need that I have, but it's been, or or writing, writing it down. I haven't, because it's been mostly in writing um, and thinking in my mind, which is sometimes really bad for me, mm-hmm. like to kind of like try to fix it all in up here. It's too much. I, I need to like express it somehow. Uh-huh. Get it out. Yeah. I go to Decades Dance at Village Arts. Um, Nice. (laughs) Jeannie Simpson, (laughs) hell of a teacher, I tell you. Dance it out, move it out, um, uh, write it out. Uh, These are my... my, So in that way, Mm -hmm. that's it's positive for me because that's what I've done all my life. So Mm -hmm. it just makes me do more of that, which, but not without help. I right. needed major help from listening to Super Soul, mm-hmm. <laughs> but also um, I went to a life coaching workshop um, uh, by Laverne McKinnon and a couple other gals that are fabulous um, life coaches, and um, I, I cried through fucking all of it. It was just like, like, yes, that's what I need. I need that, and I need all these tools. And I'm trying to like still process that day and like very slowly trying to like implement these these tools um but it is with great effort but i'm like all right you're kind of going through mud right now but you're going through mud forward 
So mm-hmm. that's at least a step in the right direction for me. So it sounds like that's how you're coping with it, right? You're yeah. Coping with it by getting more creative. Yeah. And going to workshops to learn more tools and try and implement those tools. I mean, otherwise, I'll go fucking mad. I if I don't if I don't uh, be if I don't have the chance to be creative, I will go crazy. You will see me um, at the exit ramp on off the one hundred and one on Coldwater, <laughs> asking you for Z bars or whatever you got in your purse. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you cope, Kathy? Um, I, you know, I don't know. I held it in for a really, really long time. I didn't cope with it very uh, in a very healthy way for a long time. I don't think. No. Um, no, definitely not. Um, but I will say. Uh, in some weird way, it has probably, I don't know if it's helped Stephen and I, but we definitely have a different level of communication about her and about us and our needs in relation to her these days, which we didn't have before. before I think what? I was... Before fall? No, even no. before that. Um I think I was so afraid to voice my frustration ah. um, because I saw how hurt he was yeah. and how torn he was. I kept a lot inside, which mm-hmm. was really unhealthy for us. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he would let something out and I would be like, oh, that's my cue. And I would like vomit. And he would be like, ah, I can't handle this. Right. Um, and get really angry. And, you know, we, f- we found a balance. Um where like he can voice his frustration, but that doesn't give me license to just vomit what I'm feeling right. because that's not healthy. That's no. I need to be supportive of him and vice versa. Like I can actually express my frustration and him hear it right. and not feel guilty about it, you right. know? So I think in some ways it has definitely helped us uh, definitely so deal with this situation. Do you think it would have been helpful going back to applying what you've learned if you could apply it in the beginning how would you have handled your marriage differently if you knew now, if you knew then what you know now? <coughs> like, would you have said, I mean, I think we would have been a lot more open mm-hmm. with each other. Is there you know a what conversation I mean? you could have had? Like, this is what I'm, I'm trying to help someone who's yeah. just now starting the situation. What conversation yeah. could you and Stephen have had with each other about your own relationship and how to deal with Lenore that would have been helpful? I'm trying to think back because I knew... Like, I remember this very vividly. Six months into her being here, I was like, oh, this is a disaster. Uh-uh. Six like, months and you've been 12 years later? Yeah. <laughs> I knew. I Yes, I knew. Oh and God. I feel like if we could have, if I could have said that to him then, instead of just what I did for a very long time when I saw things falling apart is I just changed what I did. I compensated uh, and I fixed things and I worked around right. instead of dealing with the actual issue. Isn't that something and we always do? And had I done uh-huh. that right back then, I think things would have been a lot different. Sure. If you had just sat down and said, this is if not I working. If I had said, you know, I said, this isn't working. And I was like, well, this, and then, but I presented the solution. I was like, I can't believe this. And then I fixed it. Right. Do you know what I mean? And I came to him and I was like, this isn't working and this is what I'm doing. And he was like, okay. And I I think that was not super healthy for anyone. It's not a team atmosphere. I didn't know that back then. But no, it definitely wasn't. I should have said, how do we fix this? What do we do? This isn't working for me. Right. Mm -hmm. This isn't working for this dynamic. Mm -hmm. And would it have been helpful? I don't even know if this would have been helpful to have had some kind of like Bert and I do this thing called the summit. Mm-hmm. 
where every once in a while we have a summit and we sit down and go, what's working? What's not working? And we're on neutral territory because we're not fighting. This is this is like this That's is great. not about anything specific. Right. It's just a summit to just because really a marriage is a partnership. A partnership really is like a business. Yeah. Even though marriage is obviously more than a business. If you can approach problems in a neutral ground, just say without judgment, without right. attachment. Exactly. Right. Just saying what let's honestly, factually, mm-hmm. what's working? Here's the data. Right. And what's not working. Right. And now let's adjust. And uh, because inevitably you'll have these conversations when you're fighting or you'll fight about what the problem what, is. Yeah. And then there are agendas and assumptions and behaviors and reactions and emotions, and emotions that aren't really productive or even accurate uh-uh. because right. it's too intense. Oh, yes. Right. So I wonder if it would have been helpful to have had some kind of summit. Like, let's ha- let's it, have a absolutely. summit in the beginning, all three of us. I think the then, other thing is, uh, you know, like, I didn't know that's what needed to happen. No, of Do you course. Know what I mean? Like, How I, would you? <laughs> it, I have known no. for so long that this was going to be our life. Of course. Literally, before we were married, we had been dating a year, and I knew... At some point. That at some point she was going to be with us because he felt like that needed to happen. Yeah. So once we're in that situation, knowing that this is our life, knowing that we've just relocated her from Connecticut to here, knowing that everything is now on us, I was just like, all right, I got a deal. So I did. And that was a mistake on my part. You like, deal just, in I the didn't way have enough that you knew how to deal. Yeah. Like you, you just, you, you just deal with it. You just do just like right. you have a second kid. You like do whatever, like you get through the day. And I was getting through the day without right. really having the awareness or foresight or whatever to know that something needed to be done differently. I have a question because mm-hmm. I think I'm very similar in a certain aspect. <clears throat> I had a conversation with myself before I got married to Bert and I went, he's a slob. He <laughs> yeah. doesn't put his Q-tips in the garbage. The Coke can is going to end on end up on the counter on top of where the garbage can is. <laughs> does not pick up his underwear. Does not flush the toilet. You're walking into this marriage knowing mm-hmm. that this is here. So you can't complain about it. Right. And there's and I did that. And then as 15, 17 years later, you go. I should fucking be able to complain about that. Oh, yeah. It's completely unnatural that someone does not flush the shit in the toilet. You do unnatural. not have to like that. It would be weird if you liked that. But but the, there's part of me that goes, but I walked in eyes wide open, so you yeah. can't complain. Is that what you did a little bit? A little bit, mm-hmm. yes. What, yeah, like, where you I go, knew what I, it was. I knew what exactly. I was getting into, and I was okay with it. I was fine with her being with us. Right. But of course you, know you are. are. So I feel like I shouldn't say anything. Uh, right. Yes. However. No, everything needs. Yes. I feel like yeah. everything needs that duality. You can hate yeah. something and, and, and be o- okay with it at the same time. Well, I feel that's like true. The, right. Yes. Right. Yeah. You can, you can absolutely despise it and, and know like this is, and then be all, this is what it is. I think that is true. However, the point I'm making is, I feel, felt like I had kept myself trapped in not being able to say anything because I had been in agreement with it when the relationship started. Sure. So I think she may have right. done a similar thing and went, you know, I knew this was coming. Yeah. So I really can't complain about it. Right. Because right. I knew it was coming. So then you eat your feelings. Yeah. You don't talk about your feelings. Right. And then all of a sudden, Bert says, 
you know, I, I don't know, you know, like we were talking about earlier, how my asshole husband used four towels in 24 <laughs> hours. I used two towels a week. He used four in 24 hours. I found one in the car, <laughs> one on the floor, one in a suitcase, and one in my sink. In my sink on my side of the bathroom, which I have a million times said, here's the line. This is my side of the sink. You can't have this side. Everything's so tidy and clean. You can put your fucking whiskers all over your side. No nope, <laughs> towels in my sink. And there's a you. I, there's just part of me that goes, you knew what you were getting into, so you just got to yeah. eat it. Right. That's, but, right. that's the shit sandwich. It's the shit sandwich. <laughs> I mean, just, uh, I don't remember who said it or where I heard it. But it's like with every job or whatever, with everything you involve yourself in, there's going to be a shit sandwich you're going to have to eat somewhere. Right. And those wet towels, those whiskers, <laughs> those no, Q-tips, that's all in you, that sandwich. But, and you got to eat it. Again, I have the, the shift from you knew what the shit sandwich was and you knew you were going to be eating it to actually... I should have a voice about whether or not I eat the shit sandwich. Sure. It's not fair for me to right. continue to say, I'll adjust myself. Right. I'll bob and weave. Right. And I'll ask nothing of you to change because I knew this is who you were when I married you. Or I knew this was going to happen when I married Stephen. I was going to have Lenore. But I think how you organize that in your responsibility mm. is the problem or mm -hmm. it was for me yeah no. so i, 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 I see that right yeah. however i also I, think that same same i'm not sure that it could have been done differently until this long later sure do you know what i mean like both of us needed to grow and develop more as and a couple and have time. lenore with us and whatnot right like yes. i don't I, I don't think I could have had that conversation with him back then. Right. right. Now, of course, I can be like, yeah. I'm not eating that shit sandwich. Like, right. no, right. this is not happening anymore. Even just and saying it. And he can it, hear it. Just saying it. But back then, yeah, that's the problem. Well, hopefully, and how do you get to that place earlier on so right. you don't have to go through the anger, the hurt, the disappointment, uh, the frustration? I'm wondering, what like, am I keeping inside? That? Am I, I'm, you guys are like making my wheels turn and like saying, okay, what? Am I not saying, am I saying everything? Am I <laughs> emptying my tank in a like productive manner, healthy? Like I question like, am I doing this all right? Am I, I try to like stay aware of everything and all my emotions and keep them in, you know, acknowledge and also do all this like self-work. But I, I still question all right, all right what am I what am I not doing right, right. and shit that'll fuck you up they're like well, all right Rebecca what are you not doing right now yeah, yeah. well hopefully someone who's okay. listening this will you know raise the bottom sort of to say right. well, you don't have to wait 12 years to have this conversation maybe you have the conversation six right. months in and it saves you the 11 and a half years of trying to figure it out because that's right. what you were doing you weren't doing anything wrong you were just trying to figure it out with steven you guys mm. were trying to figure this out right right and that's that's your process but hopefully someone can hear and go okay maybe there needs to be a conversation with my two sisters where we really lay out here's how this and is i got a work. brother in jersey you have a brother yeah. in jersey yeah yeah so, so he's like, has, you know, stuff going on uh, and it what didn't make sense for my mom to go all the way over there. Like, I like it's back to that thing where I was the one that was, um, ha, you know, had the time and could. Yeah, yeah and could. 
I'm so would. nervous when I'm an only child. And uh, my dad is, I guess, common law married. I mean, he's been with this woman for his girlfriend for a long time. So I consider them married, even though they're not legally married. And she's younger than he is by um, probably seven or eight years younger. Um, so I think he'll he'll be with her if he gets an ill health. But I worry about that. I wonder, it would be really hard for him to move from rural Georgia to Los Angeles. Oh and I can't move my family to rural Georgia. And how I worry about this quite a bit because I would want him to be happy yeah. in his older years. And he would not be happy here. I don't think he would be. He'd be happy with me and my family. But he wouldn't be happy living in L.A. He doesn't know how to play Mahjong. <laughs> he don't know how to do that shit. You know, he'd need to stay there. And how do you do that from so, somewhere so far away? You know, you want to make sure that person is as happy as they can be. Well, I will tell you, I'm going through that with my mom right now, who's still back in Maine, um, who originally was wanted to retire out here. And I was like, oh, dear God, I can't handle that for a number of reasons. Yeah. Um, you know, and then honestly, I, being older and wiser, I sat down and I was like, listen, we need to have a very serious conversation. One, financially, hey. you cannot afford to live here. Right. Like that's what we're struggling with, with Lenora right now. She can't afford to live here either. So right. now that has become an additional burden on us that we have to right. financially support her. Right. Um, right. So yeah. I could have that conversation with my mom, though, and say this is not realistic. There's no place that you can afford to be here. So what's the alternative? Um and we found a very happy alternative, hopefully, for her. She's going to go live in a retirement community. She owns her house. She does not. She's so sick of being in her house and having to deal with the stuff that comes along with homeownership. Yeah. And who's going to blow out her driveway? And, oh, they didn't make it today, so she can't get out and go to the supermarket because she can't shovel her own driveway and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So she's going to an independent retirement community as soon as a spot opens so she like, like so the, she can still be dream. independent she can still drive but they have medical care if she should ever need it yes. and all of that kind of stuff yes. so i'm like oh my god this is brilliant yeah that's and it makes me I feel better although mom. i hope you know she was very ill a few years ago she's now completely better and hopefully will stay that way for a very long time but you know, it's really hard being 3,000 miles away and trying to manage care and trying to talk to doctors in a different time zone and trying mm -hmm. to like figure out all of that stuff, what's happening, what's not happening. Mm -hmm. um, How old is she? It's very stressful. Uh, 76. Okay. Yeah. So she's still pretty young. There, yeah. I mean, it's pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. She's still, I mean, other than that one bout, she's in pretty good health. So yeah. that's a great plan. It is a really that's, good plan. And you yeah, have a plan. That's dreamy. There is a plan. Uh, if we can just make plan. it to that point, like the plan. I'd like her right. not to have to do another winter. Our plan didn't house, work but, out. My family's yes. plan did not work out. Right. Right. That's and I, like, and I still and I still even through all this, I still love my sister. I don't love her husband. Uh, uh, but I, he, there are some good positive things about him. Uh, but I don't I, I have no reason yeah. to hang with him. Yeah. Um. It's stressful. It's really stressful that on the family. And if, you know, you don't have a good relationship with your siblings, this definitely does not help. We can come, me and my siblings, thank goodness, can come together and like get business taken care of about mm -hmm. this. Right. If they want to know what's up with mom, you know, I'm very busy. And, you know, if they want to come to me and, and know, I'll give them whatever information they'd like. If they want to talk to how involved they want to be, I will take as much um, 
help as I can get because it's a lot. My two siblings that don't live here, uh, you know, can't help much. Right. You know, uh, their thoughts and prayers uh, don't really do much for me. (laughs) Uh, Just like, isn't that the theme of the fucking world? (laughs) (laughs) Um, My sister-in-law, so every once in a while, uh, Lenore will go to Texas and visit. Um, okay. So it gives us a complete break. She's just not here for a little right while. Um, I don't know if that can that happen. Does that ever happen? No. Yeah. I don't know that can, that can happen because my uh, brother-in-law said uh, that she couldn't live there anymore because of of me and my questioning about the financial status. Wow. So he's punishing something. her because of his perception of what you did. Oh, right. He a little... He that, little that's really not nice. Seems yeah, awfully convenient. Really it yeah. seems very convenient for him to make that decision. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. It's not even his mom. It's not even it's not his mom. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But it's it's really unfair to your sister. Oh it sure. It's her mom. It is her mom. Yeah. I'm not I'm not hearing uh her thoughts about uh about what she thinks about what he did. You know, I understand, you know, uh love and uh, honor your husband and all that kind of stuff, but I'm also uh very into hey call that shit out when it's wrong right i don't know maybe she has on in her own time maybe not in front of me it's not my uh decision that's okay if she has or she hasn't but the truth is is that um i i think that was really shitty move yeah sounds like it was really uh uncalled for just really unnecessary and uncalled for Mm -hmm. that's the problem people get their panties in a wad about things that just it's just not necessary. Oh, What's he has I could probably count fifty panties <laughs> wadded up, uh, wadded up, all up in his ass. Oh, jeez. Yeah, over the years, I'm done counting your panties. <laughs> I'm done counting your Take panties. Take this wad and shove it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too bad. Yeah. Um, but I love my mommy. I I really do. She's she's really sweet and wonderful and funny, um, uh, uh, mysterious and crazy and you know, drives me nuts. You know, all those things, all those um, the, the negative things. Somehow, you know, I I got to find the light in those dark mm-hmm. places or I'll go nuts. Yeah. Cold so water we've kind sure. of covered this, but I want to ask this question point blank. How has this negatively affected you? Either your self-esteem or your health, your mental health, your relationships. How has it negatively affected you? Good question. Are you, oh, you want me to answer? Whoever, either one. <laughs> um, you know, mine and my husband's relationship has become strained. Uh, oh, okay. You, you know, it's like, um, you know, he. it's stressful to have mom there and he, you know, he's even though he's been so supportive and he will help her at the drop of a hat. Um, he will listen to her. He will be so caring. Uh, at the same time, though, like you don't, um, you know, it's taken me away from um, uh, doing things with him or you know, that you would normally kind of do when your kids are like uh, almost 13 and eight that you kind of have the freedom to do. I'm not out of the woods yet as far as taking care of people. Uh, we're in that um, sandwich uh, generation where I have, um, I guess, younger and older to take care of. But I feel like if I just had my two instead of my three, the neg- you know, because I feel like I, I kind of do have a third 
child in some ways. Right. Um, and that to me is um, a bummer uh, because like I want her to, you know, be independent. I know she'd like to because there are some things that she would like to do. But shit, I mean, she needs care uh, beyond my scope, I think, in, you know, memory care. Mm-hmm. I'm trying my best to, you know, to like be patient. I'm not going to act like a caregiver that has memory training. And bitches, I'm not about to go to workshops to learn how to deal (laughs) with Alzheimer's and all that kind of stuff. I know that there are caregiving workshops. Oh, my God. I'm trying to, like, move myself forward. And there are things that I really want to do with myself. Yeah. And I see it as a negative that uh, I am not able to do those things. Right. uh, As quickly as I would like. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, bitch, then you're going to have to come with me in this this creative journey somehow. Right. Uh, but like, it's it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. It seems really hard. I think you actually bring up a really good point. Like as your children are growing and maturing and you're sort of moving out of that like immediate care role, you have somebody who's regressing. Yeah. And requiring more and more care. So you're yeah. like being pulled back into that role right. without. Yeah. Like it, pretty like, soon I would be able to like maybe go out with, with Charlie and the kids can maybe in six months to a year, like stay home together if they don't fucking fight all the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> if right, I could, yeah. I feel like that trust could come soon, but um, no, I don't feel my mom can't stay home with them. Mm-hmm. I, you know, have to hire a, a babysitter uh, for, yeah. Her for them, but mostly for her, so she feels okay because she's not okay to stay at home by herself, right. and I cannot leave her in charge with the kids. Right. So I'm very much that's back so in the hard. trenches. Yeah, you. That's really hard because now you're. Yeah. You, I'm sh- I'm shuttling just like I do the kids. I sh- take her yeah. to all of her appointments. She will not take the free transportation to places because she's afraid she's going to get murdered. I hear you. <laughs> Skip My murdered. God, I'm in the same thing. I'm trying to make that happen, and Lenore won't do it either. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I said. Or I mean, uh, it's. Because uh, she doesn't think she's gonna get murdered. No, no, no. Oh yeah, my mom. <laughs> she she'll my be mom raped, thinks right. Yeah, no, at, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, my mom's like, yes, at, I'm gonna at least get raped. <laughs> oh my god, because people are really she trolling. Doesn't, she doesn't say that. Yeah. She's she. She'd be like, if it's a man, you, you know, you know yeah. that's code for rape. Yeah, right. <laughs> e- 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 <laughs> because you know men are really trolling for four foot eleven. <laughs> yes, Jewish seventy-seven women. year old yeah. women uh, with rope sandals, shaped like a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That lift driver's like, like, oh yes, I'm looking for some five foot Mexicans, yeah, right? about eighty, please today. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine yeah. that would that would um that would make me depressed. I think if I w- felt the way you just described. I would start feeling hopeless and trapped and I depressed. I was. I was, guys. Uh, yeah. Newsflash, I was. <laughs> <laughs> that That's uh, hard. And, you know, there are, and I don't know what these resources are, but I know that uh, Margaret, who's been yeah. on my show a bunch of times. Yeah, I love that. Goldenberg? Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey. Um, mm-hmm. She, ha- in the past, was a caretaker for, for um, elderly. And I know that there are, 
uh, there's funding for people where you can get like a, a babysitter, you know, where she would do grocery shopping, take them to and from uh, their doctor's appointments, make sure their medication was all set up. People who still wanted to live independently but needed help. Right. And there was some federal funding for that. Um, yes. And I know that that's something that you could look into maybe if you got We're to get your her on medical. Yeah. We're going to get her on medical. It's something that like, for some reason, I got to like, why are you avoiding this, Rebecca? Like, do these things that will secure mm-hmm. um, a stable <laughs> right. future. Yeah. Um, I was pointing because to my it's head. Overwhelming. <laughs> like, it's overwhelming and daunting and you don't know anything about it. And yeah, yeah, honestly, I, I don't I don't really want to learn about it. Yeah. Like I know I should, but right. it's like, I'm dealing with I'm the things that are right in front of me. Okay. Yeah. Appointment this day appointment. I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And then everything else for the future seems so big, Yeah, but that's what I believe right now. That's the story I'm telling myself and I have to say, no, I don't need to believe that, that it's, that it's so big. I can, I, I can try. I'm not, haven't been able to do it yet. I can try to, um, uh, change my thought patterns about that. Mm-hmm. It's hard to it. do, though. I think it part of it, do. if it were me, I, I would imagine for me, the not wanting to take the workshop about memory loss or not wanting to take that step would be me tantruming because I didn't want to have to deal with this. Yeah, I shouldn't have yeah. to deal it's with this. It's me not getting, wanting to get ready for school in the morning. Uh, well, yeah. something. It's a big fucking yeah. tantrum. Is that because an, right, right. I would have right. a tantrum. I had a tantrum when I was a new mom. Over and over again, I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? I haven't slept for four days. <laughs> just go to sleep, you know? Oh. And you just tantrum because you can't handle it anymore. That's our tantrums. I mean, we all have tantrums. Mm -hmm. And I think I would be like, I'm not fucking learning one thing. I am not becoming an (laughs) expert in Alzheimer's, (laughs) even though really at the end of the day, it would probably be really helpful. But I would be the same way. Anyway, ultimately, like you're going to. Like if that's your path that you're walking, you're going to one way or another. So you might as well take the workshop. But I would be the same way. I'd be like, fuck that workshop. Yeah. Fuck that workshop in the ass. I'm not doing it. Thank you. For now. It's horrible. Right, for now. It's, what a horrible place to be. I mean, I mean, it's bad to say this is horrible, horrible, horrible. I don't mean no, that. It's challenging. It's challenging. Really challenging. Listen, it's y'all. perfect. It's challenging. Yes. I just came from a funeral. Yes. From my uh, friend's mother. Yeah. Uh, my friend's mother passed away and um, her mother uh, used to live with her as well. Oh. Um, this is all very fitting. Uh, so... And throughout the funeral service, there wasn't one uh, family member that didn't say she was selfless. She put others before her all the time. And uh, and like, that was like one of the top things that she, this uh, wonderful mother and sister, teacher, uh, caregiver of others, um, you know, always put others before herself. And um, whatever you just said just reminded me and I feel like I'm losing track. But that's where we get so fucked up. And like, I feel like, all right, I want to, you know, dig in and and really try to work for myself first because uh, otherwise I'm not going to be able to deal with you. Yeah. Right. Um, And I don't know. 
I feel like I'm rambling now and I'm trying That's okay. Off. I know what you're saying. I think what you're saying is, I think we grew up with some mixed messages, right? Yeah. Because we had our, our moms went through the uh, sexual revolution, so to speak, and women's lib, but their moms were 50s moms, 1950s, 1940s moms, right? And so when that, that pendulum swung and you're like, Mom, you know, women power, you're supposed to be able to do everything. And, and then we're stuck in this place where we're uh, women are caretakers by nature. I'm sorry. That's kind of how we're wired. Mm-hmm. So to very nurturing to not be the caretaker is a very hard decision to make. Mm-hmm. Right. We were told, I think, or at least I was told not to make that decision, not yeah. to be a caretaker. And For then sure. when you are a caretaker, it's just so all encompassing, I think. I don't know how to halfway caretake. You know, I don't know how to go, okay, I'm going to take care of you. And from two to four, I'm leaving. You know, okay. right. I don't know how to do right. that. But it's yeah. the same thing as like when you're a new mom. Like all the advice yeah. is if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anyone else. Right. Like you can't be a good mom if you're not a person, if you can't take care of yourself. Right. And it's the same thing. But then how do you really balance that? Right. How do you, right. How do you, how do you like, actually do that? Right. How do you Especially apply when yeah. you still have those kids that you have to take care of. And now you have this other adult who really is a child but is an adult so how do you treat them as an adult when really they have the mental capacity of a child yeah like how does like that's also incredibly challenging yeah how do you treat this person as an adult but like they're just not sometimes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to continue it's, to always yes. maintain their dignity right you yes, have to always right. want to keep their dignity intact mm-hmm. and my grandfather had dementia and um he worked on a loop too or he would like he had a four-wheeler and he would drive in his pasture and he'd come to my dad's shop and he'd tell my dad something and then he'd drive in the pasture <laughs> and he'd come in the shop verbatim same thing <laughs> drive in the pasture come to the shop verbatim and my dad would just have to act like every time it was the first time he'd heard it right, right. because to not is to not give him his dignity and and you know he yeah. doesn't remember that he was just here 20 minutes ago telling you right. that, the, the, you know, the cow is given calf in, <laughs> in the pasture. He thinks this is all news to you. Um, it right. was so challenging yeah. for my dad to have the patience yes. to mm-hmm. spend an eight-hour day with a every 20-minute report of the exact same verbatim words from his dad. Right. I must have needed uh, more patient lessons because I am <laughs> yeah. getting them right now. Yeah, it's just, it's it's a lot yes. to ask, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's a lot to manage, mm-hmm. especially when you have teenagers. It's challenging. <laughs> yeah. It is challenging. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to start that book, Untangled. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, great great book. book. Yeah. Yeah. We need um, to podcast about that book. We should. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to reread it, actually. I'll, I'm going to read it. It's a really good book. Let y'all know. It's very helpful. Um, okay, good. Because, yeah, somebody recommended it to me yesterday. Uh, it's a very helpful book about raising teenage daughters. And I daughters. bought it right away. Yeah, yeah, really, really great book about raising teenage daughters. It gives, it gave me excellent perspective, which helped me have more patience. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, hey, maybe I untangled for eighty-year-old moms. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, or maybe the memory loss clinic that you're avoiding would give you more patience. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> What is your right. hardest? I'll what get is, there. How I'll has get it affected there. negatively? Uh, we heard how it affected Rebecca yeah. negatively. How has this affected you negatively? 
Um, I, you know, I think I talked about it a little bit. Um, I got really angry. I was very, very angry and resentful for a long time and just sort of bottled everything in. Um, and uh, it, which is maybe on the same lines of depression, like it just manifested itself as anger yeah. instead mm-hmm. of depression. Um, and, and a massive guilt because I don't think I should be angry. I don't think I should be frustrated. So I feel massively guilty about being angry with her because mm-hmm. she's a, a great human. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she has so many good qualities and I hate her all at the same time. Yeah. And I feel terrible about that. And it's, I don't know, it's really, really hard. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel that way. I don't want to be angry with her. I don't want to be resentful. And I am, and I can't stop it. And I don't um, like that about me. Okay. Uh, do you mind if I ask you a question? Like, no, go with this significant change, mm-hmm. do you think like you're getting closer to taking um, care of yourself a little bit more so that maybe that will like help the guilt? Um, I keep and hoping. Dissipate? I mean, I'm definitely, I definitely feel a lot better, but like. It's still there. It's for still sure. there. Absolutely. And like, I have no patience left for her anymore, which mm-hmm. I hate. Yeah. Um, you know, she's definitely made some changes and she's definitely trying to do some things differently. But the second she screws up, I'm pissed. Yeah. And I'm oh, like, you know, yeah. I've had 12 years of being pissed at her. And, oh, it's a fat trigger. And you know what I mean? So she tries for like 20 minutes to be really good and then it falls and I'm like, see, I knew it. Oh, right, Which right, is right, not right. okay. And right. it is okay. And I know it is, but yeah. I really don't like that. I yes. really don't want to feel that way. And yeah. I still do. So, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's the worst part for me is I don't like, I don't like looking at myself feeling this way about her. Right. Sure. Well, it's, it's so. out of, it's, um, it's not who you are. It's really not I mean, who you are. Clearly it is. No, no, <laughs> it no, no. Away. no, you're no, right. I don't not. like it to no, be it's who not I am. Who you are. No, you're it's right. not. She's right. So, Leanne's but right. what's happened is this is built up over time and there's this one little section yeah. where you, it's not in alignment with who you are. It's really right. out of alignment. So I don't know how you get it back in alignment. I don't yeah. know if you, I don't know tricky. either. If you talk therapy, if you go to, to group therapy or something, if there's some way you get it out of your body, right. because really, I know for me, uh, my anger and resentment and guilt cycle I had with my mom only got better when I could get it out of my body. When I could go to somebody who's a therapist and really let loose, mm-hmm. this is how I feel, mm-hmm. and just cursing, screaming negative, nasty, like I'm definitely going to hell for even speaking this about my mother, but that's how it let the steam off the Mm. pressure valve, you know, where you just, and then you, it, then it starts unraveling and then you go, okay, this is more in alignment with who I am. Now I'm not angry at my mother at all. I, I, um, I forgave her for everything. I'm not ever going to forget anything, but I have no ill will for her. I want her to be happy and, find love and have a wonderful life. Um, mm-hmm. I really wish you could do that. Um, but I don't think I ever would have gotten to that place if I didn't find myself some safe place where I could say everything I wanted to say, even if it was hurtful and nasty. Yeah. I wonder if you could even do that in a journal, if there was somewhere you could get it out of your right. body. Because I think it has to, you have to speak it in some form. This right here is significant. Mm-hmm. 
If you don't speak it, right, right, write it. What you're doing right now is significant and of great help to both of us. And I, I think my my neck is gonna snap off because I've just been uh huh, uh huh, both of you. Well, well, you know what? That's actually interesting that you said that because uh, we have actually talked about this numerous times, and I have flat out refused. I've not really refused any podcast that you've ever asked me no, to do, no. and I've been like, nope, I can't do it. I can't talk about it. Right. I can't talk about her. I'm Kathy, so angry. I can't. Yeah, it and is. it's really only recently that I'm like, you know what? I can. I cannot. I can talk about her and not be shitty because she's not right. shitty at all. No. Right? You know what I mean. And and for so long, all I've been able to say is really negative things about her, and that's not fair because that's not right. And um, it's not who you are, Kathy. And it's, it's not who she not, is at not all. Who Kathy so I haven't. I haven't for a very long time. I've right. not been able to talk about it. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's happening. Maybe it's on happening. Some level. It is. Maybe happening. It you know what I mean. On some Maybe level. It is. It's not, I want it to happen more quickly. I want to be less sure. angry, but maybe it is happening. Yes. Well, maybe so think about doing that. Even if you, if you huge. voice yeah. memo it, if right. you, <laughs> if you write it, I mean, seriously, getting yeah. it, Honestly. articulating because is that, a way mm-hmm. of, of valuing yourself. Mm-hmm. That's how you, you say I matter. And Absolutely. this doesn't need to go past me knowing what I feel and that I matter. Because mm-hmm. I know when I used to, uh, one of my therapists, I've had, only had two, but one of I probably Bob said to me, write her a letter, write mm-hmm. your mother a letter <laughs> and make it the nastiest, mm-hmm. make it everything you want to say and then burn it and let it go right. because you've got it out of your body and then you burn it and you send it to the ethers and no one is ever going to see it. It's where it loses power. It loses, it loses that, its power. Yeah. It deflates. It yeah. deflates everything. It does. But it then she walks back in the room. So you know what I mean? <laughs> like no, our cycle no, is no, back. No, but that's not how it works. That's so actually I, not how it works. It's yeah. not. I swear it's not. You, if you write that letter and you burn that letter, when she comes back in, I guarantee you, you would feel differently. You may not feel like, Oh, bluebirds are in the air right. and everything's wonderful. Right. But you would feel like, okay, all right, here we go. Right. And then you write another letter and then you write a letter right. about what happened that day. You know, it's work. I'm not saying it's not work yeah. or effortless. Yeah, obviously. I mean, it's been 12 years of. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. So. It's a lot. And, you know, it's a lot of you putting yourself in the back. You right. know, to, in for Stephen's yeah, sake, for Lenore's sake, for your kids' sake, right. for the peace of the household, for the greater good. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that at all. But to reconcile that person that's been in the back of the bus mm-hmm. the yeah. whole time mm-hmm. does take some effort. Mm-hmm. Whatever that effort is, you know, you should go to the dance pl- class and just, will you come? <laughs> this is for Lenore. I'm going to boogie this out for Lenore, right? Come to Decades Dance. There you go. Uh, yeah, in the but fall. you guys are all dancers. I am not walking. No, in no, that no, no. Room. I am not. not a, I'm not a. Da- I'm not a dancer. Uh, and uh, this mm-hmm. is like literally like um, learning moves you would have done on the dance floor in the in the 20s through the 90s. <laughs> That's so basically cool. it. I mean, you've done some of them already. <laughs> so, <laughs> not well. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, we all like laugh. I mean, I laugh so hard in that class because I right. just feel like. You know, ridiculous. It's so fun, um, you know, and make jokes, history, That's historical jokes, be. because, yeah. you know, we're going through those times. Uh, anyway, you got to come. Some way to get okay. that out of your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you need to, because it really isn't in alignment with who you are. Because um, Lenore is a sweetheart. She is. She one, is a sweetheart. Yes. One thing I learned from uh, Laverne McKinnon was 
I mean, am I, and, and I go through this in my brain, it's now becoming like a little habit of, um, I'm forming is like, am I honoring my values or am I stepping on my values right uh-huh. now? Mm-hmm. Um, that, those two questions right there, like if I got anything from that workshop or anything from hanging out with Laverne, it's um, those two questions and what's the truth? What's what's the truth? I can make up all kinds of stories and have all these conversations right. in my head, but the truth is I'm sitting here on this couch right, talking into mm-hmm. a microphone. It's about be- being right. grounded in fact. Right, right. Truth, truth is... Truth is fact. It's fact-based, right? If you can get yourself to the facts, then right. and emotions. Right, the emotion. Exactly. Yes. Emotions right. go away. It's so hard yes. to detach sometimes. It, it is. really is. Yes. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. If you get to the fact, you can work your right. way up from there. And yeah. the fact is, Kathy values how she treats every person. Stranger, forward. You do. You yes. That is part of your value yes, system. Yes, that is very mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. That you very much value how you treat people. Yes. Um. So that, yeah, I think that is the guilt. Is that yeah? Is that hundred percent? You don't. Your value yes. system is what? What did you say? Either honoring your values or stepping on your values. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm really glad right. you talked about it, and it was her idea yeah. to have you on. I've been waiting. I've been asking over and over again. Will she you come and talk about living time. with an in-law? Oh, Please talk about living with an in-law. And then right. finally, she said, "You know what? I think I know someone I could talk to you about it with." Right. Oh, so <laughs> that makes me feel like pretty special. <laughs> this is like this is a uh, 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 magical to you know. I feel like uh, the thing is, is that whoever gets to hear your story. Um, it's it's special. I I feel like in in your eyes, have have y'all? I'm sure you guys know Brene Brown. Oh, mm-hmm. love her. Yes, I mean you, uh, when she says some something like that, like you get to hear my story, like you get to hear these problems. Like that person, you got to find those people who you're able to do that with, and not have that judgment, that um, attachment. So um, thank you for thinking of me uh, for this. That's awesome. And I'm so glad that it's like, maybe you don't, you don't um, see it right now. I feel like this is a big chunky seed for you. And it's like, you're just going to blossom. I don't well, know. I see, well, I I hope, see a bllossoming Kathy. blossoming happening for you. No, I think future. it's good actually for I'm no everyone medium, to have these conversations. I mean, you've just started this journey, which started, yeah. is incredibly challenging. I, you know, am brave. Six months in, I was like, whoa, what the hell happened? <laughs> so I like, I think about you. I'm like, what are you thinking? What are like, yeah, because we don't talk and about it. We're like, hey, yeah, no, we I'll, don't. I'll be exactly. there for pickup. Yep. Exactly. We're dealing with all the other kids and whatnot, yeah. but you know, and am I crazy? Did I like, you know, I was like, I knew six months in this was a disaster. Um, but was I wrong? You know what I mean? Do other people feel the same way and yeah. whatnot? And that the, you know, maybe there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe it's not a complete disaster. Maybe it's definitely not somebody can disaster. feel yeah. or get something. Yeah. Because I don't want it to be like, oh, don't ever have your in-laws or your parents live with you. Because I don't actually believe that that should be the way to go. I really don't. Mm -hmm. I actually feel like there's lots of people who can make it work. Sure. And we are making it work. Yeah, (laughs) you are. On some level. It could be definitely better. But 
you know, it's a noble a journey. It's yeah. a noble journey. It's one worth having, mm-hmm. I think. If you, can, I definitely think it is worth having. Yeah, yes. it is one worth having for sure. And if yeah. you know the thing about my podcast, the two, well, I want to learn every time I talk to somebody, and I've learned stuff. So I think if I'm learning something today, then whoever's listening is learning too. Especially if someone is in this situation, mm-hmm. I'm not in this situation, so I have less to learn, perhaps right now. But if someone else is listening and they are just taking in their mom or their in-law or their dad, then perhaps we can help them figure things out faster. Mm -hmm. Because uh, it sounds to me like in our talking, Kathy, that conversations had earlier might have been helpful. Yeah. So if that can happen for someone else, then that's amazing. Yeah. And I didn't start. I guess I did start my podcast kind of thinking this, but I really wanted to learn and I don't want people to feel alone. You know, the, one of the most amazing things happened. My mother has a personality disorder. And I found this one book that described her disorder so perfectly that I thought, oh, my God, there's other people mm-hmm. who had a parent like my parent. Right. That I now I'm not alone. Like, I'm not the only person on this planet that had this kookaroo mother. That's so much right. of it, isn't it? To know it's so that, much. Yeah. You know, I don't we don't realize it that if we knew more people who are in the same situation, that actually helps to feel better. Yeah. Because yeah. we're going through it together. Yeah. Yeah. And the beauty of a podcast is. You know, you can listen to it over and over again. This is a mm-hmm. gift. You can go back six months after you have your mom in your house and go, wait a minute. What was that one thing she said about that one piece? And you can continue to learn mm-hmm. yeah. is it's always there. So I mm-hmm. hope some people listening can get some good out of it. Yeah, oh, I, I think so. they will. Yeah, I hope so. I did. Oh, that's I great. A lot. That's that's great. And I, I feel like I did listening to the both of you. Uh, I don't know. This is pretty fucking magical here. I think. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> no, to Life away, the Finish this jail and fly away from here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And both. take my donut with me. Yeah, <laughs> thank do you, it. Bert. Do it. Thank you so Excellent. much, both of you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yes.